Welcome to episode 34 of Viper Recruit Spotlight. I am your host, Wack, drawn alongside Jackson and Ashton. It's kind of officially sweater weather, if you will. Got my, you know, got a, got a little pullover on today, ripping the spurs. Uh, you know, that weather's getting a little bit nicer, you know, kind of that perfect football weather, if you will, for the state of Texas. Uh, but with that being said, it's it's uh, it's time to bring y'all guys in and see how y'all doing before we get to this week's show. So, Jackson, how you doing, man? Doing good. Like you said, the weather is starting to cool down. It's a little cool over here in Houston, which is nice. It's been pretty hot still. Uh, but great having this fall weather start coming back in. And uh, great week of recruiting, big week in recruiting uh, in some regards. So it's been a great week so far. Ashton, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. You know, it's an exciting week to, to get back to football and uh, weather's cooling off a little bit. You know, uh, Saturday uh, got a little burn over there at Fort Bend Marshall. So, like y'all said, the weather's getting nice and I'm, everyone's just excited about football this year. Yeah, it so, seems like things are kind of taking off. It seems like we have a, a big name committing almost every week now. And we'll talk about the, the biggest of those names here in a minute. Let, let's save let's save that as the as the the main course, right? Let's get to our appetizers first. So before we talk about the the, the big hitter, let's talk about these these other news the, the other news that we have. Uh so Ashton, I'll turn to you first. What news do you have uh from across the state of Texas as far as recruiting goes this from this past week? So for just offers uh, this week, some, some of what I've seen is uh, 2024 Rich Point, uh, Mason Dossett got an offer from the University of Houston. And uh, 2025, Devin Sanchez got an offer from Tennessee. All right. And Jackson, how about you? What news from across the state do you have for us? Yeah, I, I kind of had the same thing with Devin Sanchez, class of 2025 DB. He's really been on a roll here. I believe this is his third offer in two weeks. Like he, he's just really been blowing up uh, now that he's really taken that role at DB uh, for North for our very good North Shore team right now. I uh, expect his offer list to keep growing. I think he's going to be that next North Shore DB to really blow up uh, there, as you had Denver Harris there last year. Uh, another offer I got is uh, Broderick Johnson, cost of twenty twenty three D end from Katie, picked up an offer from Arkansas State. Uh, really like how this kid plays. Got to see him at a couple camps. Got to see him in games uh, this year. He's, he's physical. Uh, really knows how to set the edge and also knows how to get to the quarterback, which is very important at that position. So uh, congratulations to both of them picking up those offers. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for today. Well, let us talk about the uh, main attraction, if you will. David Hicks commits to A&M. Breaking a lot of OU hearts. There was a, a lot of buzz in the OU community that, you know, Hicks was going to come to OU, um, you know, and uh, and uh, I think even what uh, Hicks to Norman was trending at one point. Uh, but in, this, in in what, I guess, maybe people outside of uh, the, the inner A&M circles, because it seems like when you, follow, when you read, uh, uh, I don't know, Jackson, apologize if I'm mispronouncing his name, but Billy Lucci, um, it, you know, it seems like he kind of, from my understanding, him and maybe a few others kind of had known that this was happening, that he was coming to A&M. And so, uh, you know, uh, A&M has seemed to solidify itself on, on the defensive side once again. Uh, I think there's obviously questions on the offensive side they, they need to fix, but uh, that's not really the show <laughs> we're about. So let's talk about Hicks uh, and, and let's talk about the, um, 
you know, what kind of player is AM getting? What's he going to bring to the team? What do you see that you like from Hicks? Uh, if there's anything that you, you think he can maybe adjust, I don't know. I'm just as a general question. Is there anything he can work on between now and going AM that maybe you think is some room for improvement? He is the number one uh, uh, athlete from the state of Texas. So I think if there's any improvement, it's very minimal, if, if not at all. Uh, but you know, got to ask those questions. So let's start with let's start with Ashton. Let's say let's save the the uh, let's save the uh, last spot for the the A and M man Jackson. So Ashton, what kind of athlete is A and M getting out of David Hicks? So I mean, I think everyone understands. I don't know if you haven't seen David Hicks before. Until you see him in person, you really don't start to fathom size and understand how big David Hicks is. I mean, he's 6'5", 270 pounds of just pure muscle, but he also moves very fairly quickly. Uh, on the defensive line, he, he's just able to move and get through through gaps. He's able to play with a different type of tenacity and just all the athleticism that he brings to the table. But he also has a very high football IQ. He's able to re- get all the different reads. He's able to understand every th- single thing that's going on at the field, where to be, what to do and how to do it. So, I mean, obviously Texas A&M is getting a great player. I mean, it's the best player in the state of Texas and a top 10 in almost everybody's ranking. So for Texas A&M, a huge get. All right, Jackson, I know you've been chomping at the bit for this one. What kind of athlete is Texas A&M getting with the uh, commitment of David Hicks? They're getting an absolute stud on the D-line. I'll say that. Uh, I've gotten the chance to see uh, David go to go to some camps and play, and uh, I've also gotten the chance to kind of watch some tape on him uh, this season, kind of watch his game. He, he's a guy who can play everywhere on the D-line. He, he's that hybrid defense lineman. He can play inside. He can also move outside. He's got the pass rush moves. He's got quick twitch. He's got a great punch off the ball. Uh, he's got the long arms to kind of get away, to kind of stay away from the offensive lineman, not let him get into him. Uh, he's a big physical guy that I expect to do a lot. It's a perfect fit for Anum. I feel like Anum's missing that guy that can go inside, outside, also has pass rushing ability. I feel like that's a great fit for him. Uh, I, I just want to kind of go back on what you said. I, I thought it was OU earlier in the week. I, I think I said it. Uh, we had a meeting. I said, I think he's OU, uh, no doubt. But uh, when he committed to a I was I was shocked. But then going back and looking at things, uh, I feel like he had made that decision kind of beforehand. Um, but AM's going to get a guy who could be a day, day one uh, kid that gets playing time as a freshman. You've already seen AM has played a lot of their freshman D-line class that they got last year. Right now, I think that was appealing to him. I think that's kind of why he took those past two visits to see, uh, is AM playing those freshmen? Are the freshmen getting playing time? And so far, they've gotten a ton of playing time, which is very appealing for a freshman D-lineman, especially the number one in the state, number, arguably number one D lineman in the country. So very good pick for him. I feel like it's a great fit. Uh, very excited to see him in maroon and white. I uh, was really hoping he'd get there. Uh, and it's going to be very interesting now because a now has the number one line, lineman in the state, number one uh, linebacker in the state, and the number one DB in the state. So it's going to be very interesting if they can lock down the number one safety in the state here in a couple of weeks. Let's pose. Let's pose a hypothetical for you. I mean, you know, and I don't know if you have any names in mind, but you know, we are a high school kind of mainly Texas, but we talk about athletes outside Texas from time to time. You know, 
A&M, no doubt, they're loading up on defense, but a lot of questions on offense, especially when you look at that quarterback position. It's obviously the position of need for A&M. Max Johnson, he's looked okay since he, he's kind of filled in for Hayden's King. You have uh, you have Wegman there that that you know he 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 might be playing next year for all we know, but. It really seems like that. That's probably that's like the key puzzle piece. That's the most important puzzle piece, if, if we're being honest. It seems like to be the key piece is missing. So if you're A and M, you're looking at all these kind of quarterbacks out there right now in, in the high school football realm, whether it's Texas or beyond. Who are you going after if 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 you're Jimbo Fisher? Are you trying to get? Uh, are you, are, you, are you trying to get Malachi Nelson there from, from California, who we know did go to that pool party there in, in the summer? Are you trying to sway him from, from USC, which I think is who he's uh, you know potentially going to? You know, let's play some hypotheticals here. If, if, you're, if you're in Jimbo's shoes right now, what's one quarterback you're really going after uh, right now? Whether that's a class of 23 or 24, if, if I'm being honest. So uh, let's go back to Ashton first. Ashton, what do you think on that? So, I mean – if you're really wanting to stay in Texas and I think the plus of staying in Texas, like with the guy like DJ Lagway, he brings more recruits. Obviously if you go out of state, you're able to bring more of a pool, but with these 23, 24, and even these 25 classes, they're, they're starting to get big. I mean, everyone knows Texas high school football is some of the best there is. So if you're really wanting to, to stay within your roots and build a, build a class and a relationship with these Texas kids, obviously DJ Lagway is probably the way to go and trying to get him from Florida. Jackson, let's turn it over to you now. Same question. What do you think, you know, if, if you're in his shoes, what's that one quarterback you think you have to go after? Well, I, I think that Connor Wegman is the guy. Um, I think that uh, he, he didn't, he wasn't, or he early enrolled. So he started to get some of the system. I feel like this is a situation where you just want to redshirt him. You want to keep him there, uh, get him to learn the offense a lot faster. Uh, that way next year he's able to take that position and he's got it down. I feel like he is the guy. Now, when you look at this year's class, it, it's a little difficult now because all these quarterbacks are committed. I feel like there is still some smoke there with Malachi Nelson. I feel like there, there might be, there's an obvious reason why he went to the pool party. I think there's an ability to possibly flip him. Um, now, I think that the guy that they're really going to go hard for is Lagway. I think that the fact that they're only about an hour away, they'll be able to drive down there. He's been up there a lot. I, I feel like he's the guy they're solely focused on right now, especially in the 24 class. I feel like if, if Wegman gets to play next year, you get Lagway in that class in 24 uh, you're going to be set for the next three, four, or five years. So I, I feel like Lagway is the guy they're going after. Not not to say that they won't still try to go after a guy like Malachi Nelson or some of these other quarterbacks that are still committed. But it, it's going to be it's going to be a little tough now. It's a little late in the game, so we'll, we'll, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. I believe Wegman's the guy next year, and I feel like they're going after Lagway. Very interesting. You know, I would agree. I think Lagway is, is a good way to go, but you know, that's a that's a class of 2024, right? So uh, you are 20, 20, yeah, 24. Um, and this is just a, we're playing a big old hypothetical right now. And, and it, we obviously don't need to get into in depth in it, but I mean, does Jimbo have that long? Cause it kind of almost seems like next year might be a make or break. So just, just real quick. I mean, you don't need to, don't need to spend too much time on it. I mean, yes or no. And we can maybe talk about it <laughs> during the off season, but 
I mean, is is next? You know, just your personal opinion, yes or no, Jackson. We'll start with you. Is is next year a make or break for Jimbo? Depending, and and I'll say depending on how this season finishes out, right? I mean, another eight and four season. You would assume next next year would be a make or break for Jimbo. I mean, yes or no, Jackson? What do you think? I'm gonna say no. They paid him too much money this past off season, extending him after lot or uh, two years ago. I don't think. You can't buy out that contract. Uh, it's ten year deal, ninety mil. You're not going to buy that out. Uh, it, everyone has kind of even said. I, I've said it since they signed the number one class. I feel like he's got three years to kind of do it. These are finally his guys. Now you also have to look at the fact that they're playing twenty twenty five freshmen right now on both sides of the ball. That that takes time to gain that experience, and and then you got to get them in an off season stuff like that. So it's just. I don't think it's make or break for him. I think he he needs to have a good year this year. I think next year will be a lot telling. I think in year three, two years two years away, I think that could be the make or break because at that point, Wegman would be a junior or a redshirt sophomore. You'd have potentially, I say potentially, lagway in that class as a freshman. There's lots of pieces going into it. I don't think it's make or break next year i think that the following year could be a make or break depending on how the next two seasons go and ashton what do you think yeah i mean i would tend to agree with that and to to kind of build a little bit more emphasis on it like you said you you may have wigman as a redshirt sophomore maybe a junior you guys you got guys like evan stewart and chris marshall denver harris smoke Bowie, but you also got that 23 class that's coming in at that point assuming you'd have Anthony Hill, David Hicks, a lot of those guys on the defensive side of the ball. So with all of them in there, if he's not producing with that talent at the high level, then then possibly it could be a make or break year. But I also think that with the financial investment in everything that they've put into Jimbo, I think they also understand that, hey, we got to give them time to really train these guys, a lot of these freshmen in let them learn the offense. Let them learn the defense. Let them learn what SEC football is like. Be interesting to see, indeed. That being said, let's get to our interview this week. Ashton, set us up on this interview, and uh, and then I'll take it from there. So who we have on tap this week, Ashton? So this week, uh, we've got a guy out of uh, Southlake Carroll, 2023, running back Owen Allen. And uh, we mentioned him on the uh, under the – under the radar athlete of the week, I want to say a couple months ago, and it's it's been a long time in the coming. We've been talking with Coach Dodge, we're talking with Owen, trying to get this set up. And I mean, when you when you watch the film and break down everything and look at his stats, Owen is, and I'm gonna say is the most under recruited athlete in the state of Texas. Well, all right then. With that being said, let us jump to arguably one of the best backs in Texas, and like I said, you know, he definitely. Uh, does not get the 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 kind of the praise he deserves. So let's jump to our interview with Owen Allen right now. We're here with the 2023 South Lake Car running back Owen Allen. How you doing today, Owen? I'm doing pretty good. How about you, man? I'm doing good, man. I know we were talking a little bit before the show. It's it's been in the works for some time now. We're just really excited to get you on, man. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Well, so let let's start from the beginning, man. Coming into your freshman year, you started off on sub varsity. There was a couple guys that went down, and you were brought up as a young fourteen-year-old freshman. What was it like being thrown into the spotlight so early? So yeah, I did. I spent three games on the freshman team, and then uh, varsity had traveled down to Odessa Permian, 
and uh, two of their our first string and second string running back had gone down. And then that Tuesday practice after that, I was practicing in the morning with the freshman team. Coach Line, we were pulling me aside and told me I was going to be practicing with varsity that same day. And uh, and sure enough, you know, that Friday we had Keller and that was my first game. And I remember I had like a 40 yard touchdown, something like that, like in the third quarter. And uh, I mean, the rest was history from then on. But it was it was definitely definitely a lot to deal with. Definitely gave some anxiety, some stress. But I mean, between the coaches, the guys that were you know older than me, I mean, they really eased me into it and they made it made it a lot easier than it probably should have been for me. I mean, it's definitely been history. I mean, from then to now, you've accumulated almost 6,000 yards on nearly 900 carries and nearly 100 touchdowns. What have been some of the highlights of your career so far? Um, you know, no short or no, you know, uh, secret. I think that, you know, getting to the state championship game my sophomore year was definitely a big uh, benchmark in my timeline. And obviously it didn't go the way that uh, we hoped to. Um, and hopefully this year we're going to get back and rewrite the script a little bit. But uh, I'd say definitely being nominated last year and this year to be a captain of the team. Uh, you know, I can be I can remember being a little kid, you know, looking up to the, you know, varsity dragons and especially those five or six guys named captain each year. And, you know, I've known and got to be friends with a lot of the captains before me. And, you know, to be, you know, on that same list and that same level is then that's pretty special. I mean, like you said, there's been a lot of guys coming out of South Lake Carroll. The, the tradition and heritage of uh, SC, it's deeply rooted. You've been able to play with some highly ranked players, players that are now able to play on Saturdays and be a part of these major college programs, and even some players that will ultimately play on Sundays sometime soon. Uh, what is it like playing for such a historic hist uh, program that has a lot of history with Coach Dodge in South Lake Carroll? You know, like you said, uh, you know, I love nothing more than watching the guys, you know, that I played with go on and do great at the next level. Like RJ Maryland had his first touchdown catch the other night at SMU and Quinn was doing great. And I hope he gets back because I think UT is going to be a serious threat with him with them. And, um, you know, like you said, you know, I think there's not a whole lot of schools that can have a coach that played there at the school and did as well as coach Dodge did. I mean, you know, two time Gatorade player of the year, dude won a whole bunch of rings, you know, and he was the real, real deal. And so, you know, it's, it's easier to trust and buy into what he's telling us when you know that he's been through it, he's done it, he knows how to make it work. And uh, I think that's really good for the team to help us buy into the process. So to, to kind of bring it back to, to present day, through four games, you have 473 yards on 53 carries, averaging almost nine yards per carry with 120 yards per game and 10 touchdowns. You are South Lake Carroll's leading rusher. You are less than 2,000 yards from breaking the career in the DFW area. Do you have any goals for this season that would capitalize your historic high school career? Uh, you know, last season, breaking the all-time uh, rushing record at Carroll, you know, after watching and, you know, wanting to be like so many running backs before me, that was definitely a, a highlight. And, um, you know, I think with this being my last year, you know, my fourth year here in the program, I think, you know, those, you know, those benchmarks, those records, they're definitely in the back of my mind. But I think the main goal that everybody's thinking of is getting a ring at 16 games down the road, you know. And to, to kind of – close things off obviously the elephant in the room 
you have no stars, you have two offers, you are one, if not the most under recruited player in the state. And in my opinion, the country for a little while there, there was even the hashtag justice for Owen going around. Does it give you uh, some sort of motivation to prove everybody wrong? You know, uh, most definitely. And uh, like I can remember, especially after my freshman and sophomore year, you know, watching guys in my grade, watching their recruitment pick up, you know, it was definitely frustrating at times for me. And, you know, going all the way through my junior year with no offers and, you know, finally the service academies, you know, a few of those schools took a chance on me. And that was definitely a little confidence booster. But, you know, I think from the beginning, uh, you know, I've said it, but I mean, that's not why I play for the team. That's not, you know, what I think about when I make plays for the team. You know, like I think that I think this team, especially this year, has done such a great job at, you know, focusing and you know, keeping the main thing the main thing. And I think, you know, all that recruiting stuff, you know, I can worry about that uh, in late December, early January, hopefully with a ring on my finger. And to, uh, to kind of look, to go a little bit more into your recruiting, uh, like you said, the two service academies have already offered you. Are there any schools right now that you're talking to currently that are keeping up with you and hopefully going to give you that offer? So definitely, I'm talking a little bit to uh, Cal. I've talked a little bit to San Diego State, Colorado State, uh, you know, just schools here and there. And I think, you know, social media has done you know, wonders for the recruitment game and, you know, made it really easy to access players for coaches and coaches for players. And uh, so, you know, all I can really do is keep balling out and uh, hopefully, you know, more more uh, attention comes. To, uh, to close things off, do you have anything else that you would like to say maybe to, to the people that may be doubting you or the South Lake Carroll team? Do you have anything else you'd like to close off with? You know, I think, you know, uh, to all that hate, all that doubt, I think this team and these this coaching staff welcomes it. You know, it's just fuel to the fire, and uh, hopefully we'll see them down later down the road. All right. Thank you so much, Owen. I really appreciate you, man. Have a great day, and you got a game tomorrow, so good luck, and hopefully this district run goes far for y'all. Yes, sir. Of course. Thank you. All right. Well, it is now time for our Vipe Recruit Spotlight Under the Radar segment. We take a look at some of these athletes we consider under the radar for one reason or another. That's because, hey, you know, they're a five-star, four-star, and they're just not getting as many offers as we think they should. Hey, these guys should have 40 offers, right? <laughs> or, you know, some no-stars that we feel should be getting more love than they are. That being said, let's start with Ashton this week. Ashton, who is your under-the-radar athlete this week? So my under-the-radar athlete of the week is Nathan Greek, a Dallas Ferris quarterback. So at, at 6'5", 225 pounds, Nathan Greek is obviously one of the bigger size recruits at the quarterback position. Uh, last year alone, I mean, he threw for 1,500 yards and 16 touchdowns, but just in five games. I mean, the, the sky, build-wise, the sky, the sky is the limit for Nathan. And, I mean, he, he's, got, he's accumulated a few offers now. His biggest is Virginia Tech. And with the way he's been able to play this year so far, I mean, he's thrown for – 1,753 yards through five games with 15 touchdowns. And, I mean, obviously, Dallas Ferris may not be winning a ton of games right now in this 4A Division II, but they're staying close in a lot of these games. I mean, they, they lost by six in their season opener in overtime. They lost by seven in the second game after that. So I think with Nathan Greek at the, at the helm of this, this team, this Dallas Ferris team, and with all the intangibles he brings, the ability to throw the deep ball, the ability to get out of the pocket and run, and 
being able to read these defenses, I think with a few, a couple of wins under their belt, I think Nathan Greek has the possibility to get some bigger offers. Sorry if you can hear that. They're doing some uh, landscaping in the background behind me and uh, in the outside of my house there. Jackson, who is your under the radar this week? Yeah, my under the radar is a kid I got to watch last week. Uh, quarterback Tucker Parks from Klein Collins High School. He's a class of 2024 quarterback, 6'2", 200 pounds. Uh, he's a, got a 4.6 GPA, really smart kid. Uh, he was a uh, District 15-6A offensive newcomer of the year last year. I'm going to preface this before I start saying anything else by this. He is the hidden gem in Houston for the class of 2024. Uh, just watch the tape. He throws a pretty ball. Uh, he can really spin it. Love how he can throw the deep ball. Very accurate passer. Moves really well around the pocket. Knows how to keep his feet moving, keep moving throughout his progressions while moving up and around in the pocket. But also has the ability to scramble out of the pocket and make plays with his legs. Uh, he's a kid that really, really impressed me. Uh, watching him play. I think he's a guy who's a definite power five, group of five, D1 kid. Uh, he's talking, he's been in talks with Baylor in Colorado as of now, also some other schools. I think he, I think if I'm correct, he's supposed to be going to U of H this weekend on an unofficial just to kind of check out the campus and the school. Uh, but this is a kid who's going to be blowing up this offseason. I think he's going to pick up a ton of offers. Uh, just watch the tape. I mean, he, he's a great quarterback, a great leader. I think he's going to be the next great class of 2024 quarterback out of the Houston area. And my under the radar this week is going to be David Houston of McCollum out of Austin, class of 2023. Basically, I would consider him an athlete. He can do it all, right? If you need him to play quarterback, he can play quarterback. If you need him to run the ball, he can run the ball. If you need him to be a wide receiver, he can be a receiver. And he plays defense. He does it all. And, uh, and especially at this high, high level of competition, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta love what he can do. Um, his stats through four games this year, 12 touchdowns, 681 rushing yards, four defensive interceptions already through four games. That's one interception a game and the pick six to boot. I mean, I love everything about this kid. He's got the speed, he's got the size. Um, you know, he, like I said, plays both sides of the ball. So he really, he's got that high football IQ to be able to do that at a consistent level. Uh, overall, I think this kid needs to get the offers. I think he's going to make a team better, whether that's, you know, whatever position you need him to play, right? Like I said, uh, one of those kind of, I don't want to say dual threat, right? Because it's more than dual threat. He can play whatever position you need him to play. Uh, so with that being said, my under-the-radar athlete this week is David Houston. Adam McCollum. If you or someone you know wants to be featured on our show Hit us up in the comments. Let us know in the DM. Send us an email. You know, we will be here to cover your athletes. If you just request it, not we'll find our own. But you know, we always love to to give you the chance to 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 get on to get on the show if you want to. That being said, let's get our shout outs and get out of here. Jackson, who are you shouting out this week? Yeah, I'm going to shout out uh, Klein Collins at Klein ISD. Last week, I I was shooting our week 17. Episode episode five, Klein Collins. If you haven't seen it, go check it out on our YouTube page. Uh, but I just want to shout out uh, the ISD and Klein Collins. Uh, they really uh, brought out the red carpet for me uh, going out there and covering that game. So I appreciate them. I want to shout out them for all the love that they've shown. Uh, also want to shout out you guys, episode 34. Great episode. Uh, very excited to watch the games. And uh, go, go Katie Jordan tonight. Watch out for that one. All right, Ashton, who are you shouting out? 
So as always, I want to shout y'all out. I really appreciate everything, you know. Episode 34, uh, it's just the beginning of something that, that'll be long-term for me, hopefully. And uh, I want to shout out, uh, really, really send my prayers to uh, everyone in Florida. Uh, I, I kind of lived, th- lived there for all my middle school years. Got a lot of friends and family down there. And uh, hopefully everyone is staying safe during this hurricane. So I just want to shout out everyone there and hope everything's going all right. Yeah, I'm also going to shout out everyone in Florida. I got a people, a couple of people down there. Luckily, uh, they're all safe, uh, thankfully. Um, but you know, obviously, thoughts and prayers to the people of Florida being affected by the hurricane right now. Uh, with that being said, that's going to be our show for today. We'll be back tomorrow—not uh, tomorrow. We'll be back Monday with uh, hopefully another episode of uh, Viper Recruit Spotlight, or not Viper Recruit Spotlight. I'm sorry, uh, Locker Talk Live. Uh, we'll be back here next Friday at three o'clock, as always. Until then, I'm Wack, that's Jackson and Ashton, and we'll see you at the games.